So photos. I, I mean, it's pretty complicated. Uh, what kind are you using? Your phone camera? What are you using? Phone camera. Yep. Phone nice. camera. Light box. Awesome. Um, <laughs> looking forward to jumping into this one. Kind of quick episode, but I think a very practical one that we're going to be providing you guys with is kind of what we do again, experiential related, but what we do in order to take pictures of our babies, adults, if we just want to be able to get a good picture of our animals without having to spend thousands of dollars on equipment, which I don't know anything. I mean, if, if I had the room in the budget for it, like I'm totally up for it. I've seen some of the great pictures I've seen out there, but like it's a little complicated when you want to go like big camera route. Yeah. No, I mean, I've been a part of different editorial shoots within the hair industry and seen the setups there. And, you know, I'm not trying to incorporate that into my tiny snake room, but I do take bits and pieces in terms of just lighting your subject and background and, you know, just general editing tips that I've gotten over the years to help make my pictures look a little better and i think it's pretty accessible for most people at this point too to make a good looking picture yeah so before we jump in today if you haven't gotten already the kind of topic of discussion and we're going to talk about how to take photos with your pics and just what apps to use what cameras that you can use wait um, wait photos with your pics i i heard pics i probably did say that it's been a long day but Um, what kind of photos you can take of your snakes with, you know, different equipment, different apps, um, essentially with just the importance of taking good pics of your snakes there. I almost said taking good pics of your photos again. Um, but we're on episode 44 now, uh, for those of you tuning in, we're almost at a year. We got about a couple months left or about maybe, I don't know, six, seven episodes until we're about that point. So thanks for hanging in tight. This might be one of our shortest episodes yet, but definitely going to be packed with some value um, for you guys that are just getting into breeding or just want to take good pictures of your snakes to show off. Yeah. So, Lucas, um, I've I've been admiring the pictures you've been putting out of your stuff for a while now. Uh, I feel like I just stepped up my game as of recently. So, jump in. Tell us what you've been doing the last few years. What you what's evolved what's you know stayed the same yeah i mean so originally when i was taking photos of my snakes i'm gonna mess up that quite a bit i don't know why i keep going to photos of my pics but um so i i basically just use my iphone um and i'm one of those geeky phone nerds where i get the new one if not every year if not every two years um and that's the reason why I always make that upgrade is for some reason, Apple decides to convince me that their camera is going to be drastically better each and every year. And to them, it is, there are some noticeable differences, um, with each year, but, uh, yeah. So my iPhone is what I use. Um, but what I will say that I, uh, have done recently as far as last season and this season with taking pictures of hatchlings is I don't know if any of you have heard of this before, but there are two big companies that produce, uh, professional lenses, uh, photography lenses for your iPhone. So the one that I personally use is called Sandmark S A N D M A R C. If you go to sandmark.com, they are professional photography lenses for your phone. I'm talking about real glass, real metal lenses, Um, when you hold them in your hand, you can definitely tell that it's a legit piece of equipment. Um, and what it basically does is you're able to get like the different photography lenses, like a, a, uh, you can get a macro lens, you can get a, um, panoramic lens, uh, and, and all the photography lenses that you would get in the camera, you can now get on your phone and on the iPhone you have one lens, I'm trying to show it here, but this top lens here is your best lens that you can use. And you put a case on there where you screw in the lens um, and it basically allows you to have that uh, a lot more crisp quality using the good lens and get closer to your subject 
Um, and that's kind of what I've been using for, for like just how to create a decent quality looking, uh, photo on your iPhone without having to zoom in. Cause like once you zoom in, it starts getting super pixelated or if you go to like the other lenses, they're not as good quality. So, yeah. If you have, if you have the phone that Lucas and I have, I believe it's like what an 11 or up that has the three lenses. Yeah. Um, once you get past two times zoom, you're using a digital zoom. It's yeah. no longer, it's no longer the optics in your camera doing the work for you. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely one thing. Cause I, I also take pictures with my phone. I make sure that, yeah, I do zoom in because that gets rid of, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit uh, later, but the distortion you get from the lens itself uh, by zooming in and being a little bit further away from your subject and uh yeah uh i feel like my phone's just a little old so i have some marks on the the glass and stuff so i have right. to zoom in past those <laughs> right no i totally i i've had a phone before that i scratched some of the lenses so i'd have to figure out a way of where i'm zooming or what i'm doing in order to get past that that part where that lens is in the the actual subject but, um, but yeah let's let's touch on that just a little bit before we get too far away whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years, the first place you want to visit is Stewart Design. More and more breeders keep showing up at shows, on Morph Market, and are all over social media. Sometimes it may feel possible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Designs help small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brands for US Arc, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics through first working with Garrett Hartle. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. You're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. You don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. And you want to make your own way doing what you love. And also, you have big ideas and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake and have a conversation. To learn more or get started, visit stewartdesignbrands.com or call them at 855 855- SD logos. Clear brands own markets. Stuart Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house are animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animal's comfort and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animal's caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Looking for the perfect accessories for your hatchlings or juvenile retics? Look no further than Heli Guy Serpents. Our sponsor, Chris Sexton, is coming in hot with an amazing 3D printer, creating top-notch perches and other caging accessories for your beloved pets. Enrich your retics environment with their high-quality products. Use our promo code TRL10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Visit them today at heliguyserpents.com and start giving your pets the best. Heliguy Serpents, the premier source for 3D printed caging accessories. Again, that's 
www.heliguyserpents.com and use our promo code TRL10 for 10% off all of your 3D printed accessories today. I don't know if you've ever taken a picture of someone else really close and looked at the picture later and just felt like something's off about how they how you look how the other person looks in the picture and it's actually just because our lens is concave yeah yeah it's got a uh, it's like spherical yeah so the closer you get to your subject if you're trying to get a really nice detailed shot getting closer while you might be able to get some of the detail actually distorts the whole image like so your whole silhouette will change due to the glass even yeah. in our tiny little phone cameras. So that optical zoom is a is a big thing in taking true to life photos. Yeah. And the opposite and you know that 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 fault goes for like if you're using a macro lens. A macro lens typically has a very curved um aperture but it, or a curved lens but it's meant to be taken up from up close. Um but even if you're doing that with like living animals or even humans um, it's the same thing as like those fish eyed lens, right? Yeah. You're always going to have this. Think of your, your lens as like a globe, right? And, and the closer you are to your subject, that globe continues to kind of, you see it in the picture where there's a curve and the snake will definitely look funky. Um, I've even seen it in some of my pictures, even that I've posted up, right? Like I can, if I pay attention in detail enough, you can see some of the issues that, that you run into, but, um, yeah, that that's why I really like using those Sandmark lens because it allows you to um, be the same distance, but the lens itself kind of two times. It's basically giving you a like their their telephoto lens gives you a two time zoom without you having to zoom. So you're using the great quality of the camera that you of the lens that you have on your iPhone. Yeah. So ultimately, if you use the full optical zoom, you can get up to four times with. Oh yeah, lens that you attach. Yeah, yeah, and it, without without it going to the digital zoom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is phenomenal in terms of like the quality that you're going to get of an animal. Um. So yeah, my number one tip as far as that, like if you're going to use your phone to shoot, play with those lenses. Um, that you can get a clip on or a case for free if you order a lens. And I think the lens that I use, I think is like eighty bucks or ninety bucks. Um, if you're selling snakes. That's nothing for the price that you're selling your snakes. Just treat yourself, buy it, see if you like it. I love it. So I guess that would bring me to my ultimate tip for anyone wanting to take better pictures of their animals, and that would be invest in a light box. I went a little overboard and got one that I can fit into. Bro, but yours figured, is huge. I figured I can put my larger animals in there and yeah. still be able to photograph them. So that was the ultimate reason there. I think I spent like $120 on that. Uh, you don't have to go that major, especially if you're just trying to get pictures of smaller animals, but it's I, nice. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. It comes with really nice uh, dimmable lighting. You know, you have different options in terms of filtering out your light. Uh, I think seven different backdrops. So yeah, I, I think I, that's a, that's a huge, tool for anyone trying to take clean pictures we need to get your uh we I need to drop your picture into here that you posted on social media of you setting up your light box um when i saw you setting that thing up i didn't realize how big it was but i i actually like i would like one that big i, I never thought about having one for my uh larger animals uh because i'll, I'll go into this tip of what i use to take pictures of my larger animals later um but yeah, I, I saw that picture set up and I was like, damn, that's that's a pretty legit light box. Um, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, uh, it takes up a lot of space when I have it set up, so I can't wait to break it down. Uh, but it was funny. The, the day I was setting it up, I had, you know, pictures on my story and stuff. And I think on Snapchat, a couple of my friends are like, why are you setting up a grow box? Like, what? <laughs> no, nope, so pictures of the animals I'm growing up. Right. I, so I go ahead and I use a light box as well for my hatchlings. Um, but I got a cheap $30 light box on Amazon that comes with a ring led light on the top of it. That's dimmable. Um, 
And it's basically, for those of you that don't know what a light box is, it's literally a box that has, uh, you know, a, a metal aluminum color that you can put walls of different color, black or white or whatever you want your background to be on the floor, on the back wall, on the side walls, on the ceiling. And you place the subject inside that light box and you have overhead LED lights up to 4K, at least mine are up to 4K lumens. Um, and you can adjust the light, you put the subject inside the box and you can either shoot it, for mine at least, you can shoot it from the front or there's a little flap on the top that you can remove it and shoot it directly down. So you get two different angles of the snake that you uh, are trying to take a picture of. And um, mine has done the job really well. Now I will say the lighting on the top of mine is a little bit too bright. So what I typically do is turn it down to the lowest setting and I use an exterior light that I'm actually using to light up my room. It's an um, RGB light that has a bunch of different colors. Mm -hmm. um, so external lighting is kind of another tip as well that you really want to, and I know Nathan touched on that earlier, but um, I I'll tell you what, you could use an iPhone 10, which is now probably six, seven years old. With good lighting, you will still produce a very nice photo. Like lighting is probably the most important thing for any of the pictures that you guys are doing. Um, lighting matters more than the megapixels on your camera, than the lens on your camera. If you have shit light, you can have the best camera in the world. It's not going to look good. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree completely. Yeah, so light boxes are great, especially if you get hatchlings, get one. And if you don't get a, a light box, um, get like a naturalistic log, like get a log or a beautiful tile uh, different color tile. Uh, maybe uh, you can, what I see a lot of people do is they get a big bin, um, like a, a, a tote, and they'll put like black marble, like pebbles on the bottom. They'll set their subject on top and they'll use lighting and they'll take it on that surface, right? So I think what's important in terms of like trying to get your animals to sell, especially on morph market, is these pictures cannot just be pictures of the snake in your hand on your cell phone taking a picture because right now, if I'm not mistaken, and Nathan, you can look up online if I'm right or not, but I'm pretty sure there is 1.4K, 1,400 retics on Morph Market for sale. Okay. So your pictures got to stand out. Um, they got to look decent at least, right? Like, you know, the light box is good or a different background, like pebbles or a branch or something, but... Lighting is super important about that. Yeah. Uh, any photographer is going to tell you soft natural light is going to be the absolute best light that you can get. So a good example is diffuse light through your window or right. uh, like an overcast day is a photographer's best friend. So if you can use natural light to your advantage and don't have access to a light box, that's also a, another great option. Yeah. Um, retics move a lot. <laughs> How do you take pictures of your retics and keep them still? Oh, man. So if you want to be honest, um, I know the tip about putting them in a, in a uh, hide or putting a plastic storage container over them or something to get them to stop moving, let them that, sit there that a works bit. That great, especially when you're going through, you know, 15 plus animals. Right. I, I, I definitely vouch for that for hatchlings. I think that's a great tip. I, I mean, I just haven't tried it because I'm too lazy, if I'm being honest. So what I do is I take the snake out, I hold it for a bit, I put it in the light box, I put my hand over them for like 10 seconds, I back up real quick, I snap the picture, I move it around if it wasn't a good picture, I put my hand, but I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm probably doing way more work than if I were to just put something on top of it and let it chill. So here's what I, I did when I did my most recent picture day. Uh, keep in mind, I had to sex them, so it, it was a little bit of a process. So I would take them out, uh, hold them for a little bit, let them run and get the jitters out, and then sex them real quick. After I was done getting peed on and sexing them, I would throw them in the light box with uh, the deli cup and then clean their tub. Throw in a fresh paper towel. By the time I was done with that and 
ready to throw them back in the tub. They're still throw the deli container off of them. I could shoot them for five minutes easy before they start wiggling around. Start really? Moving. Yeah. Damn. All right. I'm I'm taking notes. I, uh, I, I need also. To do uh, my first clutch, because I only had the babies for a handful of days and wanted to get pictures of them, I wanted the diffused natural light. And uh, another good trick there was, you know, these babies, especially when you're taking 20 out, uh, a quick <laughs> tip to like get them to calm down, which is pretty similar to what Lucas said, honestly, is I would put them in my hand. I I knew I had to walk outside and walk past the cats and didn't want any external like stimulus freaking them out. So I would just cup them on my chest. Yep. Then when I got outside, just, all right, ready to go. Yeah. They like warmth, right? Like they're, they're seeking that heat. And so I've noticed that as well. Um, you know, anytime that I've seen a snake like rest on my hand after holding it for a bit, it's not because they're cute and they like me, right? It's because my hand's warm and they want to chill out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that method. I mean, I just haven't tried it, what you were talking about, but I definitely need to, especially with this, uh, head ocelot clutch, because, um, I have so many tigers that I need to get them to be still so I can take good pictures of them so that I can really see the difference, the differences of each one in those photos. There's a handful that have like super high white, um, sides that I want to try to keep back for the tiger ocelot project but uh taking pictures is also a very good way for you to i don't know about you but like when i'm looking at holdbacks i'm looking at them in my hands and in my face but i'm also looking at pictures of them that i took and i go through well them. i mean for me i'm colorblind we're dealing with annery <laughs> tigers in this clutch and i'm on the red green color spectrum of colorblind that's cotton so so is chris mcvicker he tells me all that like his boas that he keeps I'm like, so, man, that's a red boa. He's like, is it? <laughs> so know that I've consulted with these pictures to make sure that I'm like labeling everything correctly. I'm not ever right. going to put anything up as Anry if I can't back it up. Right. I'll give you, I'll give you, I, I hope I'm like your third resource at, at the very least, like in terms of producing Anry and snow clutches. Um, yeah, that's not my forte. I would definitely tap a eric lee's hand but um because dude we were looking at some of them before the episode and we'll jump into some of these pictures here soon um well and some of those tiger pictures honestly could be brighter and that would help but yeah they're bright enough to where you can see yeah um so let me talk about real quick and just i want to touch on this before we're going to show you some examples of what i like to use um or 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 the pictures that Nathan uses that I use. Um, but if you are active on Facebook, you'll know that Morph Market was just bought out by Darian of Dubia.com. And he has been posting actually, so there's a group for people that are actually selling their sellers on Morph Market. He's actually been doing a pretty decent job with being able to provide concrete feedback. And he has provided pretty substantial feedback in regards to the top sellers on Morph Market are ones that have professional looking photos. So we're talking about the light box photos that we're talking about or a naturalistic background like Pebble uh, in a Tupperware type of photo with good lighting. But I can't stress the importance if you're going to take pictures of hatchlings and try to sell them don't just take don't don't just post pictures of them on your hand and expect to be able to move those same or, animals or just sitting in their tub. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, either. I've definitely bought some snake or I bought a snake based off a tub picture. But yeah, me too. This but... is this is before you know. Uh, it was a little bit easier to you when know. there wasn't a thousand superdor breeders. <laughs> That, yes, that's <laughs> definitely true, but more just the the apps and the technology weren't there to be able to easily do everything on your phone. I right. think everything's so accessible now that there's no excuse. No. Um, so, Nathan, let me go ahead and uh, transition into 
uh, what we are going to start looking at here. I'm gonna get this other screen pulled up so I can see as well. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and bring it over. They'll be able to see the three animals up on there. There we go. Um, where are we at? There we go. Um, right. I need to switch over. My bad. Slow. Okay, so start with the tiger at the top. Yeah. <clears throat> like I'm saying, this uh this picture needs to be brightened up a little bit uh, right. for you to be able to see true colors. Believe that one's just a tiger. Well, I mean, not just a tiger. Everything you're gonna see with the white background here. Uh, is 68.75 Kalatoa, 6.25% Jampea. Uh, if I did indeed hit Annery, then they will be 66% Poshet Annery, and everything will be 100% Het Albino. Yeah. Het so, purple. Let, so let me go ahead and just talk about like this picture here. So what I'm looking at this picture, even though, like Nathan said, it could be brightened up, but what you're looking at is a very clear image of the snake that you are going to be getting. You see how long the rosettes are. You see the back pattern. You see the pixelation and broken up pattern on the side, like where the silver flames would typically be, but you see them as orange flames with the black speckling. Like that's a great picture to, to show the full pattern um, of the snake. Now, one thing that I just want to like inform you guys, like for instance, Nathan was saying, just need to brighten this picture up. What we're talking about is bringing the white light up and bringing up the vibrancy just a little bit. We're not talking about completely distorting the image so that the snake looks like a different color than it is in real life. Because the only thing that you get out of misrepresenting the color of your snake when you sell it is a pissed off unhappy buyer when they receive it and then see that it doesn't look anything like the picture. Yeah, a clear picture is a great idea of that snake. Right. So that your your buyer knows that you received the animal you paid for. Right. Um, let's keep going through these. They'll get a little bit brighter, a little clearer. I love her chin, how it's white. Um, but yeah, another great picture. Uh, you could see the dorsal striping along the backgrounds. If I'm looking at this animal, I'm liking the white that's coming up on the sides, closer to like the neck and the upper third. Um I like how it has more of that Kalatoa look on the jaggedness with the tiger pattern in the back. Um, and yeah, you could definitely tell in this picture, because I know there's ones that are up in the air, at least for me, and not knowing much about Annery. And, and, uh, but that one definitely looks like one of the normals of the clutch. Yeah, I'd agree. Well, normal tigers. Normal tigers, yeah. I would. Again, I want to. I, I, this one, I'm normal? having a hard time. But I want to lean towards normal on this. I'm, yep. I'm going to say normal because when you pull up one of the other tigers, but again, so this, you bring up the whiteness because what the white is going to do is it's basically going to make the, so like all those rosettes, Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong. The rosettes on that animal in person are white. Pretty white. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you bring up the whiteness on that picture, it makes it pop. The color of the snake doesn't change. It makes it look true to tone. But again, that's a perfect image for morph market because buyers get an exact idea of what it is that they're buying doesn't have to be crazy fancy but it's a clear like not pixelated crappy version of you know it's not a snake in their hand yeah and once we get about i feel i think it's like that eight or did. nine eight that or one. nine animals yeah this one i think is annery maybe um, it's hard to say uh, once I bring up the brightness, I, I really need to see them all side by side in a tub together too. I'm going to do that soon. Um, but eight or nine animals in and you'll see the brightness start to jump up. We'll kind of start going through these tigers a little quicker. Ooh. That Broke. one has a ton of the Kalatoa through the first third. I really like that. Do that stripe is sick. Yep, there's some cool striping in this clutch. That one almost looks a little bit more classic. Look at that long-ass rosette on the exterior porch. Mm. Bro, that's... This one nice... has some nice rosettes for sure. I know that a lot of people would hate me for saying this, but if that were a male, I would take that to a freaking Slayer female and make some of the best freaking tigers ever. 
Uh, that one's cool. I, I do like some of the blacks that are coming out on the Tigers, especially around the rosettes. I feel like I'm getting some really bold and thick blacks, which is a somewhat atypical for Kalatoa. Uh, this is the wild type, type of the clutch. Uh, there are some that have just really cosmetic kinks in their tails. This one has the most major kink you can see in the tail. That one, man, that's got a, in here, the, yeah, these phantom tigers are stupid. Yeah, this is, so this one looks a lot like dad, um, phantom tiger, Almost had albino, had purple, and 66%, pos had anery. Nice little phantom. Damn. Dude, and look at the I reduced neck pattern. Where's the, where, after this. where's the neck pattern? There is none. Because it's a phantom. The the rosettes kind of want to pop out. Right. So yeah, that phantom's really, really clean. Oh, maybe maybe there's one more picture before they brighten up, or maybe that's no, just that, brightness. That one looks a little bit lighter, but dude, that one might be one of my favorites of the clutch because if like you want a codom version of a genetic stripe, there it is. <laughs> well, and that's not the only one that looks like that, Lucas. Yeah. So really, really long, nice striped out rosettes on some of these phantom tigers. Annery phantom tiger. I mean, that one I have a hard time saying it's not Annery. Right. That one's it's got me sold. Yeah, that one could be one of my favorites in the clutch easy. Another phantom tiger. This one... I uh, was the only one with any serious birth defects of the clutch. I don't, can you see my cursor? Yeah. So around here, um, you oh. can see a little bit of yeah. an enlarged area. I have a video of it that I'll send to you, Lucas. Uh, you, know, you know what? Do you, you remember I asked you earlier if you fed them? Mm hmm. I, the reason why was because I saw the picture of this snake today and saw that it had like a little lump. No, nope, that is that's the heart. heart? Okay, mm -hmm. hey, he's yeah. got a heart of steel. Yeah, uh, every time I open him, open up his tub, I I say, "Kid, you got heart." Uh, <laughs> this one is either staying back with me and being kept strictly as a pet, or if there's someone local uh, that wants to keep it as a pet, knowing its health issues, then there may be a chance it gets another home. But I most likely expect this one to stay with me. Right. Um, another looks like Annery Phantom Tiger to me. I I like that you get a little bit more uh the tigerish. Yeah, that tiger influence, especially towards the tail on this one. Mm -hmm. And then we get into purples. Um, you can't see on this picture, and I really wish I would have prepped another picture, but. On the dorsal pattern, uh, let's see if I can spot it in the picture. It's a phantom. No, it's no. This That's just a normal purple. purple. This is a purple. False. You wait till you see the phantom, and then you can tell me if I'm wrong. So, uh, my favorite thing about this purple, and I the reason I think anyone would be proud to have this in their collection, is on the dorsal pattern. Uh, clear as day, it spells out poop or poo-poo. Um, we, we'll, we'll try to... <laughs> uh, here, wait. I'll, I'll jump back and find a picture of it real fast. That's too funny. Um, let's see. I know I for sure got a poop picture. <laughs> We're just oh, looking yep, for pictures right of poop. So if you look right there, P-O-O-P, and then O-O if you really... Poo-poo. Poo-poo. The poo-poo purple. <laughs> All right. Now that I'm off my little stupid we're gonna, tangent. We're going to start. That's a new morph, the poo-poo. The poo-poo. Yep. Just like the uh, emoji uh, pides. Right. The poo-poo purples. Okay, so this is a, a little tiger purple, or 
what do you think on this one, Lucas? I like I said, I still need to consult with someone who can identify uh, lavender so and I'm, also anery tiger a little bit better. If I'm looking in, so I'm looking at the purple before. Um, and then I'm looking at this one. The color spectrum difference is way too much to uh, for that to just be a purple. The, the head is much more white, bone white. The only part of that animal that does not look snow is the neck. But the rest of that animal looks like a snow to me. Now, for me, what would be helpful if I'm not there in person is getting a closer zoomed in picture like the purple on the one before. Yeah. So if I could get that view. Okay. Of, I'll of get that, it. Of that animal, I think that's going to be very telling. Okay. Uh, let's get through the rest because that'll tell a little bit more of the story when it comes to the albino mystery in this clutch. Right. Uh, that's my favorite other clutch by far. So, purple phantom, lavender phantom. Is it lavender? That Dude, that's why I don't fuck with Clark's train. <laughs> this yeah. shit's so confusing. Yep. And then the ultimate, uh, oh, like, wrench in all of this, I guess, is this. <laughs> Tell that's me a that's snow. yeah. So that's where I'm getting thrown here. Twenty five percent of the clutch should be snow, and based off of the pictures we've seen, I'd seen you're pretty close to those odds. Yeah, I did have a a couple animals. Or I'm sorry, twenty five percent would be anery, not snow. My apologies. Yeah, that that's possible. But then the albino portion of it is. You know, Eric Lee is going to shine quite a bit of light on this for me once he sees the brightened up pictures mm -hmm. um, and we talk on the phone a bit. So uh, I'll definitely have an update for everyone uh, next episode. But I believe that's a snow. Yeah, no, uh, me too. snow phantom tiger. It's as far as the phantom tiger look, it doesn't have the striped out rosettes and like the look that I love from all the other phantom tigers, but it's definitely expressing both genes. Still the only phantom tiger snow out there, let alone 68.75%. That's, that's also true. Um, that, I mean like that, that right. It, it might not be the absolute best expression of it, but it's this also is, the this only is one. This is the only one I have priced out right now, uh, Lucas. I don't know if we want to talk numbers on the podcast, though. That's up to you, dude. That I did. That's an expensive clutch, so plug your well, ears this if is, you're not ready for well, this. Well, this is this is the only one that, like, I would let go, but you would have to pay probably way over market for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm that's a hold back without a doubt. Yeah, so if you want to buy this snake right now, I'm asking twenty five. $25,000. You heard it here first. No, Bids 20, going once. 20, 25K. Yeah, no. I mean, that's the type of money that you ask for for a snake that you don't want to give up. And if someone's willing to, oh, that's the truck payment. Yep. If someone's <laughs> willing to pay off my truck, you can have this snake. There you go. I was wondering why you're like, hold up, hold on. Here's the price. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Someone pay off his truck. Someone pay off the truck and you get a snow phantom tiger and get to brag to all your friends that yeah so <laughs> all right well let me not be stingy here let's get into your photos yeah so my I, i'm gonna show you guys kind of what i use and i think one of them might even have it but so i use my photo box but aside from my photo box i use an app called photo room i uh, i want to i want to piggyback off this once you're done yeah. So I use an app called Photo Room. And Photo Room, what it basically does is it allows you to choose a completely white or a completely black, black or any other color background. And you can go ahead and insert an image into there and it removes the background of the image. Now, there are a couple issues with the app. Um, depending on how the snake is laying, 
in the box, in the tub, whatever the case may be, it might distort. Like if you see what Nathan's pointing at right there, that's where the snake was pressed up against the side of the bin. And so it's got some curvature to it, right? So they are definitely not ways to have flawless photos. But in regards to just showing or having a showcase uh, the the animals for what they are, like this animal is not for sale on Morph Market. This was just a photo I did for myself. This is a uh, 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 Mindanao Philippine hatchling that I have. Um, and yeah, and what's cool is you get to import your logo into the image. Um, so I really like using the app. There's a couple pictures if you go to the next one. A uh, couple pictures where you don't see the distortion. So this is one of the hatchlings that I am selling right now that Grassroot Reptiles there and Lance produce that I'm co-selling or co-consigning. Uh, and um, this is a uh, Platinum Sun Tiger. Uh, and as you can see with the same app, no distortion because it wasn't pressed against anything. Um, and again, what I like is that it, allows you to have a perfectly white or black color later on in the pictures i show differences between white and black with the same photo where you guys can choose which one you think looks better that's going to be a cool looking adult dude that that she is so silky smooth um whoever gets her is going to have a beautiful animal but she's also a little firecracker <laughs> that's always workable yeah for sure i mean it's kind of cute at her age right now but What's up, kitty? He's he's <laughs> been freaking out. I had to move a bunch of furniture tonight. We have carpet cleaners coming in the morning, so he doesn't know what the hell's going on. That's good. Mine's over All here right. licking herself or himself. Well, I lost it. Oh, well. Okay, so this is... Uh, I use this as a picture compared to a, another picture of I have of my female Kaiwati. Um, This is her building follicles right now. Um, so I don't know if you guys can tell, but like on her neck... Uh, has a decent neck size and then as soon as you get towards that lower third you just see like a big kaboom and this is right after she took a dump too so um <laughs> the the old poop test the old poop test right that's a classic when you're breeding is did they lucas poop? lucas literally heard from me last week i think my annery is either going to poop or is ovulating <laughs> right and um, the next day about the size of my forearm just laid it down yeah so what i like to do here for these photos you guys that put your snakes in those black wrx bins with the yellow lids or whatever that you do what i like to do is put it over good lighting so i'll either get my my portable rgb light and put it on top and use my phone or i have 4k led white lights in my garage on the top and at the right spot, I can catch really good lighting when I take a picture. And all I do in that picture is transfer it over to this app. This app puts it on a completely black background. You can insert your logo. And this is just a photo. I didn't even use the lighting for this one. This was just overhead lighting um, that I took of the snake and uploaded it into the app. And you can see just how amazing you're able to see the detail and definition in the snake the, the one critique i would have of just overhead lighting and you can see it a bit in this picture the shadow no 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 it's not even the shadow it's the overexposure yeah i see a bit of the shadow here but the overexposure through here where it's making too much of the iridescence pop that's where that yeah. diffuse lighting is really going to come in handy uh the light box that i use just has a cover that goes over the led yeah that diffuser yep so just just showing some examples of you know what we've talked about so far. Yeah, I like I like shiny. <laughs> Me too. Speaking of shiny, dude, <laughs> this is my pride and joy right now. Um, so again, just another picture of this is my ghost ninety nine percent anthrax. Uh, he's really pos hat anthrax sixty six percent, but um, he's got a bunch of markers. But so of course with a snake that bone white you got to put it up against a black background for that contrast. Um, I'll, I, I, you could even put it on a white background, but you know, with all of my pictures, I like to play black, white, gray backgrounds to see which one pops. And obviously the black was a clear choice here. Yeah, I would agree. Contrast, contrast is key. Yeah. Ooh. 
this doing, guy. doing this to us twice in a row, Lucas. This guy. This is the ocelot. Um, and I even, I even have, yeah, the little stud. This is when he was younger too. He's gotten so much more blue and silver in him. But um, yeah, just again, this is another example of just, this is a snake that is in a tub. You know, you can take the picture of the snake in the tub and you can post that tub pic on Facebook or Instagram, right? Or you could just put it on the black background and it does it. And as long as it doesn't distort the pic or anything, right? Like if it makes the picture look worse, clearly don't do it. But that's why I love that app photo room. It literally uh, can really take your picture and make it look like, you know, take it to the next level. And without having to spend 20 minutes, you know, assembling a big light box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean that's true, especially for the bigger animals. Like if you're taking I, pictures, like, for I, I put market, up a light box on special occasions, like I when there's a new clutch that I'm taking pictures of, or maybe right. like a few times a year just to get updated pictures of the animals. But you want to know it's funny that picture of that that sun tiger platinum that I showed from Theron's clutch earlier. Mm-hmm. That picture was taken in the snake's tub. Like in the rack. And yeah. then you just put it over into this app and it literally looks like you put it in a light box. Well, and, there, you know, with iOS, there's now the update where you can copy part of an image and paste it onto either a blank background or a background of your choosing. You could also do that, but you're going to run into some of the same right. issues in terms of just mapping out your subject. Right. Because it's, um, it's all software at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, so shooting on a solid background will give you the easiest and best results. If e- even if you still want to incorporate this technique, yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, if you have the like in your light box with the setup that you have and it being big enough, and you can getting that good solid color background of it being white, I wouldn't even use this app. Yeah, um, I just don't have a big box like that for me to be able to do it. So yeah. this this is a way that if the picture doesn't come out great as is i can take it over to the photo room and it comes out pretty decent yeah exactly um so that's a picture of big Solaire again this is a snake that you fit into a single frame that she's in a big tub um and you just carry that over um go on to the next one i want to see where i have those f1 there we go okay so the next couple pictures are going to be of my f1 kalatoa clutch that i produced um in 2021 2021 yeah was that your first clutch uh the second clutch yeah besides the 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 single one that survived but then um, this would have been 22 yeah so i'm sorry you're right 22 so this is the kalatoa clutch um i took a picture of these two animals next to each other to show the contrast in color it was at the time where I was like, did I hit Annery? Because the male wild caught was super Annery looking. Um, but as they continued to shed, it, it kind of started balancing out. But So that's an example on a gray background. I haven't showed you guys a gray background. This is what gray does. So go to the next pick. That's what black does. So again, side by side, you get to play with these. And you get to see... On this one, I even labeled female four, female six. So I think I decided to go with the black one. Um, yeah, yeah, the white washes everything out and the colors look too similar. As soon as you put that black background on, you see the pop right. color between the two animals. Right. Um, all right, next pick. Yeah, so just more examples of what I did for my Kalatoa clutch. I put the female number on there. Uh, put the snake on there. And again, you can see some of the imperfections at the tail where it kind of is like chipping away. And so, you know, you're not getting a studio quality, amazing photo, you know, that's flawless. But as far as posting on Morph Market, that sells snakes. That's going to sell you an animal. Well, your husbandry should do that first. But well, yeah, yeah, the picture helps. Yeah. The, yeah. the nice, clean picture definitely helps, Lucas. Yeah. Um, and that is the end of our little picture show. show for the day. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'm going to bring us back into full screen so they get to see our beautiful faces before we go ahead and move in. Um, so I'm glad we did this. We talked about this being one of the first shortest episodes, but here we are at 
like 40 minutes and counting. Um, but again, I think full of good information and examples of what we're doing and what we're using to give you guys for reference. Keep in mind, we never claim to be experts on even the husbandry and breeding of retics. So in no means are we claiming to be we experts on photographers. No. Um, we, we, we will share what we have with you guys, but that's about it. Right. Before we hop off, I just want to always remind you guys, um, do your due diligence, go subscribe to the USARC channel, get their newsletter. Um, for whatever reason, even though it's not a good reason, if you're not supporting them financially or anything like that, or even just letting them know what you want your money to go to, get their newsletter, keep yourself informed of the different legislative uh, impacts that we're having against these animals, um, and uh, go out in the community. Start educating people on on these snakes. Do outreach things. Try to find ways to get people to connect and realize, like, hey, these snakes aren't scary. Um, try to spread that that positivity with these animals while while the government tries to. We can make them look worse by doing that. Yeah, be a good advocate. We yeah. love these animals, and we want to continue to. So, do what you can to help in all the legislative fronts that are going around uh us arc florida make sure that you're at least a free member there they can use our numbers right now um lucas anything patreon else? i just want to shout out our patreon members Patreon's and not even like a patreon plug but just like you guys for supporting us thank you so much and thank you for tuning into all these episodes giving us feedback on the early access we really love you guys so um yeah other than that i'm good nate i'm good too uh, Patreon members, we'll see you tonight. Ooh, that's right. See you later. Bye.